Hi everyone, this is Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. Featuring your hosts, Taylor Bradley and Alex Yankovic. What's up guys and welcome back to yet another episode of Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. We are thrilled to be back with you. Thank you always for your continued support and thank you for um, getting the word out. You know, I, you guys can't see it, but we can see it from our side that um, our ratings have been going up, our subscribers have been going up, and just our downloads in general have been going up. So uh, thank you so much for your continued support, love, and uh, hopefully you've been telling your friends about us. Um, but regardless, we are so excited to be back in your ears for yet another week. We have an incredible episode in store for you. Um, but we also want to hear from you, right? Why it's, it's a conversation. It shouldn't just be us in your ears all the time. Um, so feel free to hit us up. You have a multitude of ways you can do that. On Instagram, we are at Inside Dance Podcast. Go ahead, slide into our DMs. Let us know what you're thinking. Or you can hit us up through our email address. That is InsideDancePodcast at gmail.com. So definitely let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear your feedback. If there's anyone in particular that you'd like to hear from or maybe that we should interview, let us know. It's time for our community spotlight. This week is a special request from our featured guest who has such a huge heart of gold that he is passionate about some of the planet's most misunderstood creatures. This week, we are bringing attention to the amazing organization, Save the Sharks. Save the Sharks is an organization dedicated to the conservation and preservation of sharks. Their ultimate goal is to educate and better inform the public of the need our oceans have for these stereotyped sea residents. Plus, Think about how these animals have had an indirect influence on our industry. I mean, you've got left shark, there's baby shark, shark week. Honestly, I can't think of another animal that has had such a presence in pop culture and entertainment. To learn more about Save the Sharks, including on how to volunteer or donate, head over to their website at savetheSharksOrg.com. We will have their website link in our description below. So that being said, Alex, what's going on? How are things? How's life? How was your, you had a pretty eventful weekend, right? You said you were judging, um, which I want to talk and dive into about that. But otherwise, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing really well, you know, running on four hour sleep uh, since <laughs> I got back this morning. But yeah. I have to say judging was so much fun. Like it I just had such an incredible time. I judged for uh, the competition CAR, which stands for Kids Artistic Review. Mm -hmm. And um, they're based in California. So I really grew up with them. Uh, and I'm lucky enough to be judging for them this season. And they are just the nicest people. Like the crew that is doing the tour, and obviously the judges just join in those different cities. They're just the sweetest, nicest people. They made sure we felt super comfortable. And I don't know, it just felt so good to to watch all the talent and the dances. It just brought back really positive memories. Cause I have to be honest with my like dance team uh, memories from my high school, like such an amazing experience, but I do have a little bit of PTSD in those settings with like totally. UDA and it's so much fun, but uh, it definitely gets my heart rate up. But as far as the dance competition world goes for studios, it's very positive memories. Like I had a lot of laughs. I, just there were so many funny things that happened and also just great talent. And I like to see like what the choreography is, especially I was in Alabama. And so, you know, it's totally different. No way. Uh, what choreography part? Is Mobile. Oh, okay. Mobile has some good talent. Yeah. There was some, there was like two or three amazing, amazing studios. Um, like just great costumes. It was just, it was really refreshing. I, 
I had a good time. So I'm so excited for the next one that I'll be judging at. And also with the COVID regulations, they were just so on point. Um, we had to wear masks, obviously, for the 15-hour days, but it was just, that's nothing compared to like what healthcare workers do. So I'm not right. even, not even, not even um, saying that's a con. It was just um, the most, I felt so safe. It was just a great experience. But yeah, how are you? I love that. Shout out to Carr for, for making it happen, for moving forward. And so many conventions. I know like uh, Break the Floor and uh, I, a bunch of studios in town in Las Vegas recently went up to Radix and Provo. And so it makes nice. me so happy to see all these companies um, moving with it, you know, moving with life and, and, and making it happen. So uh, that's incredible. I'm good. I had a way less eventful weekend. I just got back from Joshua Tree um, <clears throat> where we just kind of did what you do in Joshua Tree, which is hang out, do nothing, go hiking, hang in the hot tub. So um, yeah, it was beautiful. We had a good time, but I'm happy to be back, ready for a new week. I just taught this morning with, uh, for my students over at the TAPS program, Theater Arts Preparatory School, I believe, which is kind of like a pre-professional edge scholarship uh, style program, but here in Las Vegas. So they're so great and they make my heart happy. So it was just a great way to start my Monday. So I love um, that. let's dive into our uh, conversation for this week that we want to talk about, which is kind of those one-off whether it's film or live, whether it's a major live artist or not, those one-off times where you rehearse, hopefully for a good amount of time, or maybe not a good amount of time, and then it's like you get one chance. So, um, Alex, what what's your experience with that? I mean, I know we're going to dive into, uh, spoiler alert, our special guest for this week, it definitely had one of the most recent, I think iconic, uh, one-off cameras everywhere, good luck type experiences. But I want to hear about you. What's Do you have anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I can't wait for everyone to hear the interview. It's so fabulous. It's so um, good. It's so good. Uh, yes, for me, so obviously working uh, at Love for so long, a lot of the PR events that we would do in the one-off events, uh, we would do in our character uh, costume. And so... When you have those PR events, it's a little different. You can't really um, go outside the box. You really have to make sure you're still staying in character and mm -hmm. fulfilling the brand, and you don't have as much freedom. You're always in your your um, character costume. So, I those one-off performances that I did that were under Love's umbrella, I never really, you know, um, got to like I said, color outside the lines. You but were doing show material, which you were so comfortable with. And it's, yeah, exactly. it's, it's almost like you need to rehearse the contingency for the set event, but it's still doing, it's like the Mexican food, right? It's the same choreography, same costume, same makeup design, just in a different maybe formation for the space, right? Exactly. And all your freestyle has to be, you know, with the choreography of the show, you need to make sure you're still in the 50s, 60s era. So yeah, but there was one uh, opportunity that presented itself that was under Cirque's umbrella. And that was uh, performing with Walk the Moon at Life is Beautiful back in 2019. And it was so fun because that was like my first gig where I got to not wear my groupie costume. I got to wear like something completely different. I felt like a superhero and it was so, so much fun. Like the impro improvisation was so much fun. The working with Walk the Moon, they were just the nicest people. Um, it was a small group of us that got to perform and it was one of, it's still one of the highlights. Uh, Marquis actually just texted me the other day, like a picture. She's like, this came up on my time hop. She was like, that was so much fun. I was like, that was seriously oh. like, such a fun week. Like the rehearsals were so breezy. 
Uh, but I was nervous. So get like the day of the performance, even though his life is beautiful and it's a concert and it's fun. Like you don't want to let the band down. It's a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. It's like 10,000 people. And the band is performing their set. Like our part, their song we were performing with them was at the end. So they're literally doing a whole set before we even come out on stage. So they're doing their thing. So you really just don't want to let them down. And it's just, it was such an adrenaline rush, but it is crazy because, you know, you don't relive that feeling again. I know for a lot of people on tour with artists, they do eventually, you know, get to have that feeling multiple times in different cities. But with these one-off performances, you get so nervous because you're like, I have one shot. So if I really mess this up or I fall on my face, like I don't get to redo it again. (laughs) And yeah, but that adrenaline, there's nothing like it. Like giving your all, you know, you can like really give all of your energy out on the floor because you can recover later and it's going to be fine. But my feet were so sore from like, I've never danced that hard in my life. It was so much fun. And I will attest to it because I was in the audience. Um, oh my God, yeah, that's right. I was like, probably, it was, I mean, it's a huge, so Life is Beautiful is a huge music festival that they hold here in Las Vegas, like downtown, and they bring in all different types of artists. But yeah, Alex was dancing for Walk the Moon, and I was there with a group of friends, and we were probably, I don't know, a hundred rows back. Like we were not close, but you would think it was my first boy and child. I'm like, that's my friend up there. That's, I know her. She's my duet. I, I like her. We dance <laughs> together, and everyone's like, dude please stop yelling. But um, no, that was so fun. And I'm so glad to hear they were a good group to work with. Like Walk the Moon seems like such a chill, like their vibe is very like chill, poppy, kind of rocky, but I'm glad to hear that they're just cool people. It always makes you happy when like artists are also down to earth. (laughs) Walk the Moon down to earth. Ironic. Down to earth. (laughs) Yes, I love the contrast. (laughs) There was one point where they were like, Hey, you guys, so we have like a famous move that we do. It's like kind of <laughs> our move. He does uh, a leg do spin. Do you mind if we do it like for the- Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he does it's a leg arabesque illusion. <laughs> I'm dead. Do your um, at walk the moon. <laughs> Sorry, you can finish your story. I will stop being an idiot. No, I literally was just going to say they were so nice. They were like, do you mind if we do like our move? group like all together for the last course and I'm like you want us to do our move with you like that's so nice and like they wanted us like on the risers with them for like the the, the step clap for that little bridge and I was like oh my god like you guys are so cool uh, it was amazing but I, love that. I know you've had so many of these one-off performances and it's probably hard to pick a favorite yeah it's so i can't say i have danced or performed anything to that extent of like a hundred thousand people venue um but being on call in vegas at multiple shows um freed me up to do gigs um which gigs are like i feel like equally as present for performers and dancers as big shows are right um and a lot of people are able to basically freelance consistently like i have friends that only do gigs and aren't necessarily in shows like they'll do gigs and then they work at a nightclub or they're a bartender or something and so it's that's what i love about vegas is there's always people coming here to I call it the biggest small town in the world because cool. You come to Vegas. I'm like, you're going to be at one of these 10 resorts or at the convention center. And so it's like the, Mm. the amount of work is concentrated. Therefore 
the dance pool and dance talent, we can pretty much stay busy. Um, you know, as long as, as you prove yourself to be a good dancer, good human show up on time, you know? Um, but with that comes a lot of like, you crank out a six minute number in a four hour rehearsal, Mm -hmm. go home, review it. And you're on stage the next day and it's on you as a dancer. And I have never, you know, I come from a studio background where we work on the same eight to 12 pieces for nine months, you know, and you have time for it to really settle on your bones and to marinate. Um, but with these one-off events, it's like, I hate to say it, but nobody cares. It's you, no matter what your excuse is, be there, be on time, get your costume changes. Right. Um, and yeah, I say six minutes, it's been up to 15 minutes. I've done a whole hour long production for the executives of Seven Eleven um, that we learned That's in so a week, like an hour long production in a week with dancers, acrobats, singers, um, you know, choreographed camera movements of cameramen and all these different things, which is so exciting. Cause I am like, I have the attention span of a goldfish. So I'm like, Ooh, yay, something new to do. Um, and they really do feel like big scale productions. Like, it's not like you're just like mm-hmm. a dancer at someone's like, I don't know, 18th birthday party, which I've also done by the way. And it was like the owner <laughs> of Sands and Venetian and it was his 18th birthday party and they had two chains there. And so I'm literally on a go-go box, like step touching and two chains, the artist comes out. So no shade on that. Um, but a lot of these, these productions, when they come to Vegas, they expect that Vegas caliber of entertainment. So um, it's, it's, they want it to be polished. They want it to be perfect. There's hair and makeup every time. Um, it, it feels very much my gig family in quotes here in Las Vegas feels just as close as my show family in Las Vegas, which is what I love. But, um, some, yeah, some highlights were the Seven Eleven show that we did. Um, I performed for Lions Club International, which is a big like philanthropic group, which filled out, I think there was like 10,000 people in T-Mobile arena, which is so fun. I love performing, uh, sorry, not T-Mobile, MGM Grand Arena, um, I love performing in arenas and obviously from performing in the round at love and Larev, like just being able to feel so big and expansive and everywhere you look, there's eyes, which to me is exciting. Um, but even I'm trying to think of like any other fun one-off events, but honestly they run together. We've done, I mean, every major company you can think of has basically had a summit or an event here, whether it's AT&T, um, whether it's Dell computers, McDonald's, you know, and it's Uh funny. What is interesting too, is to see the different vibe of crowd that you get. Like a lot of times with the performances where it's also like your job is to get people hyped for their convention where they're going to sit in a cold ballroom for eight hours in a chair. So it's like, you definitely know when I'm like, you read the contract and you're like, Oh, okay. It's a tech convention okay, we're gonna need a lot more energy at 8am than like the people that are here for like, oh, it's a show for Verizon or communications and sales. And it's at midnight on top of a, you know, rooftop pool or something. You're like, okay, they're gonna be there to have fun. But um, anyways, that that was the longest answer to your very short question. But I do have one for you is one thing because I I, I got confused. T-Mobile Arena is where the Vegas Golden Knights play um, hockey arena. And MGM is the one attached to, obviously, MGM uh, Hotel Resort. But you performed with Love on at the MGM – get it right, Taylor – at the T-Mobile Arena, the ice one. You performed on ice. I want you oh, to talk God, about yeah. that experience. Like, because, you like, the burritos or the taco stage and all that. Talk about that. <laughs> oh, my God, Taylor. I totally forgot that that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Oh, my gosh. That was so – you know, sometimes it's just, like – I, I don't know. I forget those experiences. And that one was a really fun one. And it yeah. was like really, 
it went really well. Um, yes, they rolled us out on a taco because I remember them saying we were performing at the hockey and they actually call it an intermission, which I thought was so interesting. I was like, oh my God, yes, hockey with like the Work. stage theater, <laughs> theater lingo. Act that three. Was, like, not <laughs> <laughs> that was not a correct accent at all. Um, that, was, that sounded so bad. I meant to say Theater lingo. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I was like, how are we going to dance uh, Get Back, which is Love's opening number, um, lots of uh, house movement, and Jackie, I was like, how are we going to do that on ice? Like, what is this? And they're like, no, we're going to roll you out on a taco stage. So it's a fold-up state, white stage on wheels, and we all... <laughs> so does it look like a taco? Like, does it look like it's like a it, hard shell taco? Like, there's like lettuce... I'm kidding. I'm being an idiot. No, it does no, not go to Kentucky. We are the seasoning. We're the seasoning on the inside. But um, it is so interesting because we actually were really well rehearsed for that gig. We rehearsed every day um, and we basically took our opening number and uh, rearranged the spacing and, you know, like you do, like in so many other dance numbers, I'm sure with the, with all the performances mm-hmm. that you've done, it's just rearranging choreography. Um but we were so well prepared for it. So I wasn't even nervous when we came out for the performance, but it was so cute. We like stand in the taco and they just, the um, stage technicians just roll us out on the ice and it gets really cold. And then they put like, oh, I'm trying to explain this better for our listeners. So the sides of the taco are folded up. Yeah. Then they have to push the sides of the taco down. So it becomes a flat stage. And so you're just holding a pose. And you're holding a pose. It's like a reveal. It's like, like the technicians pull the walls down and then like, surprise, surprise, here we are. But you have to like wait, like you're not like music go. It's like holding, holding. And you're like, hold your pose. Yes. And I I forget our pose, I think was like down on the ground, but the reveal cracked me up. It was like, you just felt so exposed. And, uh, but they locked down the stage. So it doesn't obviously like wheels on ice it's very locked out it was super solid and um it is hard performing in arenas in that space especially because an ice rink is huge and sometimes in an arena the stage can be small and then the audience is big but Mm -hmm. there it's like the audience is huge and the rink is huge so you feel like you're really trying to like be as forceful as possible with your movement but really you just smile have fun and lift your eye focus up to everybody but yeah the taco was like, oh my god so thank fun. you for bringing that up it was really fun and it's just fun being inside the t-mobile arena and like the little room that they the waiting room they keep us in yeah like quote-unquote green room it was so much fun that is fun yeah i would love to i don't know if you watch rupaul's drag race but i'm a huge fan and there is a performer on the show a drag queen who actually she uh she performed for Cirque at, on Crystal. She performed on Royal Caribbean for many years, but she's a figure skater. He, she, figure skater. Uh-huh. They are a figure skater. And um, actually, I would love to get her on the show. So manifesting that now. That'd be so awesome. If anybody knows Denali, let us know. Um, but yeah, her name is Denali. And like, that was her shtick is for her intro look. She walked out in ice skates, like actual ice skates on the runway. Yes! But then they were like, plot twist, you have to dance right now. And so poor girl is trying to like drag queen live her life in skates on like a wear house stage floor and yeah I, I won't spoil anything in case anyone's watching but um that's what I imagine when you were like oh we're, we're skating on the ice rink like you're just like tiptoe tip yeah <laughs> no that was exactly what I pictured I was like we're gonna have to do some like major core work or <laughs> also what's funny is I cannot ice skate at all I'm terrible not even not even a little bit and not so- even slight I, and everyone's like, but you're a dancer. You should be able to. I'm like, different, different muscles, different, uh, like, 
They, I do not know how ice skaters do it. Shout out to them. They have so much bravery. Yeah. It's unreal. I am, I'm scared of it. And I'm very scared of falling and someone skating over my fingers. Whenever I, I str- I'm struggling in my ponche, I just am like, oh, well, that's okay. Then I think about figure skaters doing like full on pirouettes upside down in a ponche. And I'm like, okay, maybe I can try harder. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then I think about the ice skaters who partner. The I, oh my gosh. What, what I have you- no idea. It's crazy. Yeah, props to them. But speaking of props, actually, that brings up another point. You were saying about um, you never really know what to expect on those one-off gigs, right? And let me tell you the (laughs) amount of times that uh, a company will give you dimensions for a gig. I would have loved to have talked with Jamie about this when we had had her on. Um, She choreographed so many of our gigs here in Vegas. But they're like, these are your dimensions. And you get there and you're like, oh, okay. So there's a stage and a podium and a drum set and a piano. That takes up half the stage. Oh, and the rest is carpeted. Oh, and they also, cool. Okay, because, uh, you know, like ballroom shoes or like heels and carpet really, really go well. Um, So it's like, you always have to be like, it's okay. We'll figure it out when we get there, which is like a little nerve wracking, but especially even like stairs. I know I've done gigs Mm. on the stairs and then you're like, kind of like, not to spoil what's going to come, but it's, it's very much in our interview uh, with LaConte about so much of it just depends on the space. And I think that's such a adaptability is such an important skill for anybody for any dancer, but especially on those, like you get one shot and the space probably won't be ready until the day of, and it's going to be a long day. It's just like, be on your stuff, know your moves and be flexible and be ready to go like, okay, I'm going to go on the eighth step instead of the ninth, you know, and just being smart and flexible. But But you've really gotten like, you have just this vast amount of professionalism because of all those different performances and gigs that you've had. So that's amazing. Like those are invaluable and you know, they're just great and fun and you guys get them done in a great amount of time because you have an awesome team. But those are the things that make you a dancer that people want to work with because you've had so many of those experiences. So that's amazing. It's funny you say that because it, it makes, like we get sad. Like sometimes like we'll watch back at videos and we're like, wow, we did all this rehearsal for one gig. And you're like, oh, yeah. I miss it. So we joke like those longer ones we call like our gig recitals because we're like, okay, well we have six numbers to do today. And there's, you yeah. know, it literally feels like you're at like recital weekend. So there was something I was going to say when you were talking about that. Um, you said that no one really is watching slash, you know, really caring about the performance it's like a lot of the people in the audience, but they would care if it wasn't good. Like, totally. they, like they're very, um, and I, I'm using the word spoiled in like a, in a positive way. Like they're very spoiled to have like these amazing dancers giving them like these mm-hmm. well thought out performances that they, they love that. And they're like, cool, that was great. But they would definitely be like, if you guys, if it didn't come together or if it just wasn't organized, they would notice for sure. Right. I'm like, I know that you, this is your time to probably, you know, go to the snack bar and use the bathroom. But I'm like, you know, on that walk to the bathroom, they're like, Oh, what are the dancers doing? Is it good? Okay, great. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. But that's too funny. Okay. Well, I feel like if, if we talk any more about live arena spectaculars, yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to give away our special guests. So Uh, Without further ado, guys, let's go ahead and transition right into our special guest interview for the week. All right, guys, welcome back. We are so, so excited to welcome our next special guest for the week. He is an 
absolute sweetheart of a human, plus he's a phenomenal dancer. Uh, everything from Royal Caribbean to dancing next to the incredible Jojo Siwa on her dream tour, and most recently dancing at Super Bowl 55 for the halftime special with The weekend, He was a featured aerialist and dancer. I can't wait to discuss all the inner workings of that and his incredible career. Guys, please join me in welcoming the very talented, the very kind, LeConte Banks. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, LeConte? I'm doing good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are things in LA? Are you, do you and Alex live near each other? I don't think so, I'm in Los Feliz. Are you in the Valley? The Valley, yeah. I'm in NoHo. As a non-Californian, people say LA, and I'm like, oh, you're all neighbors that live right next to each other. Like, I have no full understanding of the anatomy of of Los Angeles, but one day I'll figure it out. But, um, well, good. Well, let's dive right into it. So, um, LeConte, I'm so excited to see your face, hear your voice, and have you on, because you have so much knowledge and such a vast background um, that I can't wait to just pick a like pick your brain on all those different topics. So let's start from the beginning though, <laughs> from the top, as they say. Um, how, where are you from? How did you get into dance? Um, and how did you transition kind of into your pre-professional career? Um, so I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And my school, when I was in fifth grade, became a magnet school. So we like had to take music, singing, dance, and apparently I was really good in dance because the teacher randomly was like, hey, I'll give you a scholarship to come take up the studio. And at first I was just doing hip hop and I was like, okay, cool. I mean, I can take it for free, so why not? And then after the recital, she and the owner was like, hey, you should audition for the competition team. Like basically you get the dance mower and you get to go perform. That's literally all they said. And I was like, oh mom, this sounds cool. Like." I just got another scholarship. I want to do it. And then like the first two weeks of the intensive, they were like yelling at me and making me do splits and shutties and leaps. And I was just flailing. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but this is not what they sold me on. But then I fell in love with it. Um, and I kind of did that steadily up all throughout high school. And I took a few ballet intensives in high school once I realized I want to be a dancer for sure. And then after that, I graduated and then I met you guys at U of A and I was there for a nice good semester until my student loans got denied. Wah, wah. Um, and then after that, I moved back home and I kind of just taught for a year trying to figure out my life, what I actually wanted to do. And then I saw a cruise ship audition and I was like, huh, I could do this and I could travel and dance and make money. And so I auditioned, booked it. And I was on Royal Caribbean for like 10 months on that ship, which was kind of hard. But we went to Europe. So we did like the UK, Scotland, Ireland, France, England. And then we went to the Caribbean for like a good seven months. So it was like a beach every day. And then after that, I used some of that money that I saved up to just move out to California. I didn't even have an apartment when I moved out. I was just like, I can't stay in Louisiana. I'm just going to go and see what happens. And I stayed with Amanda Claudney. Yeah, I like stayed with her and her family for a month. And then Tori randomly texted me and was like, hey, I my room's going to be open if you're still looking for a place. And I was just like, oh, thank the Lord. And then after that, yeah, just been in LA ever since. I have so many thoughts about this. So first off, it makes me so happy when 
I hear about really successful dancers talking about their teachers mm-hmm. being the ones to kind of say, hey, you're good at this slash I see the potential. Because especially I feel like with male dancers, you can learn just a little bit quicker than the women can. Like your muscles just pick up the muscle memory a little bit more and you're stronger and not talking down on the females. I'm just saying like scientifically, it's just a little bit easier to um, train, train a male dancer in a shorter amount of time. So it makes me so happy when teachers are like, I believe in you because that's the inspiration that leads you to being like, okay, yes, this person's telling me I'm good at this. Cause when you're young, you're like, I don't even know my a nose from my elbow. It's like confusing. Yeah. So you need to have someone of authority kind of saying, no, we believe in you. And then even if you're going to that intensive and it wasn't what you thought it was going to be, it's okay. Like it still got better. It was still an experience. So that's yeah. seriously amazing. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And my mom was like, listen, you committed to it. So you have to do it. Oof, smart mom. Shout out to mom for like, I love that. I love, I love the support of like, cause my parents are the same way. They were like, you can do anything, try anything. And you know, I was like swimming, karate, t-ball, like whatever, all the things, but they were very sweet and they were like, okay, if this one's not going to fit, but I love also the stern, like you've started it, you're going to finish the job. I should say they never let me like quit bed season, but, um, yeah, no, that's amazing. I love that. And so, um, Obviously, we had such a great time at University of Arizona. Um, if you don't know Lacante, he is how how tall are you, Lacante? Five six. Five six, and he dances like he's six nine. Like he honestly, he is so a gazelle true. and like travels. I don't know how he defies the law of physics, but I remember like in modern class, I'm like, wait, how are you already on that side? That's crazy. But such a beautiful dancer, and exactly like Alec was. Alex was saying a perfect embodiment of like masculine athleticism into dancing that inspired me and even still does. But um, how was that? It sounds like you had a pretty smooth transition to LA, but like, how was that going from so many different places, like only being at U of A for a semester and then being on ships for a considerable amount of time, but also in a new port every other, you know, week, month, whatever. And then moving to LA so quickly after, like, did you feel like, you were like a little bit like where's home or were you like, I'm cool. I'm along for the ride. Uh, it was kind of like a little bit of both. Definitely. Like, I feel like when I came back home after university of Arizona, I was like, Oh wait, this isn't college life. I'm so confused. And that like took me some time to adjust. But then like, once I got on the ship, it was just so fun for me because I'd never been outside of the country. So I was like, Oh, we're in Jamaica. Oh my God, we're in France. Let's let's go drink wine. Like, yeah, I'm loving life. And like, I didn't care. The only downside was the rooms were way too small. It was like that's what I hear. Yeah, it was like a closet that you share with another person. And my closet was literally like this big. And me overpacking brought like three suitcases, and I was just like, oh crap, can't fit everything. That would be me too. Because if someone says, okay, you're gonna be on contract for you said you did it for 10 months, but like having those travel times for such a long period of time, I'd be like, okay, I'm packing for that amount of months, but like, you really have to pack for cool. You're going to wear one month's worth of clothes, but exactly. it, like no one really tells you that. And you also like want to have, take the pictures cause you're traveling exactly. on that downtime. So that matters. I gotta look cute. Hello. But then That's- like after cruise ship, I think I was just like, still caught on the high of like being in other places and traveling. And like, I knew I was like, I'm going to be in LA, but I was like, I don't really care about Louisiana anymore. I just want to, just want to go out to California right now. That makes me so happy. And I always tell 
people who ask, when you know, you know, when you know you want to be in a certain place, like you feel that pull with all of your heart. Um, and you've just had such a successful career out here in LA these past couple of years. I'm seriously so proud of you. I love seeing all the new things that you're doing. Um, so if you can, uh, describe the audition process for Jojo Siwa and just a little bit of what that job, um, brought to you and what it entailed, if you can share with us. Oh yeah, totally. So I got the usual email from my agents. It was like, Hey, Jojo Siwa dream tour. They are looking for fun people, yada, yada, yada. Here's where it is. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I honestly didn't know much about her, but I was like, oh, Nickelodeon smiling. Oh, that's totally me. I'll go. And so I was like picking out all these colored shirts. I always keep like three different color shirts in my bag just to make sure because I definitely had a moment where I walk in an audition and I'm like, black guy with red shirt, black guy with red shirt. No. Professional advice. One more time for the kids in the back that didn't hear it, because that is such a good tip. And I've been in that same position as you always got to bring options. Yes. Always. (laughs) And so then we like walked in or whatever, and the room was pretty small and there was a good amount of us. So it started to get hot pretty quickly. But Richie taught the combination. He taught the first one. And then we did it in small groups. They auditioned us and then they made like a first cut. And I was like, okay, I made through the first cut. Cool. But then after the second round, the floor was like ice skating rink because it was so hot. The mirrors were fogged up. Like literally I felt like I could slide everywhere. And like, so then I was like, okay, LeConte, now you just have to be smart because you don't want to slip and fall. And then it just looks like you're just going crazy. So in the second round, we did the same combo and they were like, okay, you guys need to um, do like some freestyle afterwards. And so I'm just kind of watching everyone freestyle and like one person does a flip. And in my head, I'm like, oh my God, don't know how you did that. Just keep it on the resume. I can tumble here. You got to be safe. Yeah. 100%. You have to be a smart dancer, no matter how much you want the job. You can find another way to show off your versatility without, you know, hurting yourself and injuring yourself. Exactly. And so then it seemed like everyone was on the same page. So people were like trying to do these leaps and like flails and like on the floor, one guy became like a Kiki Vogue session. And I was just like, I think we kind of forgot that this was for a 16 year old Nickelodeon artist and not Millennium. And so then I just went out, I did the combo. I kept it cute. I was like under myself. I was like, I'm gonna keep it stable, smiled. And then I could tell like watching them, like they all were like, you know, you know, you can like, you're like looking, you're like, are they watching me? Are they watching me? And I was like, okay, yes, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> and then, oh my God, hi, Kitty. Sorry, then, Jack really wanted to be a part of the conversation and just sauntered across the screen. Anyways, as you were. Third round, we, Jojo got up and she started teaching us a combo. And she taught it so fast. Let me tell you, she was like, you go hit and a hit and a through and a down and a head and up. Yeah, you want the timing? D-R-E-A-M, and you guys good? Okay, cool. And then we're going to keep going. And I was like, I think she's really excited, but I need us to slow down a little bit. So I like struggled with it. And I was like, D-R-E-A-M, And then we did that. And they made like another cut of groups. And then after that, they were like talking for a good 30 minutes, I guess, trying to figure out if they wanted to let us go or not. And then they were like, all right, we're just going to record you two at a time. And then we'll let you know. Your agents will let you know. And I was like, 
I just did it and I walked out and I was like, in my head, I was like, I did the damn thing. But if they don't want me, it wasn't because of my dancing. And sure enough, a week later, I got the email and it was like, you booked the tour. And I was like, yes, yes. Brush my shoulders off, brush my shoulders off. <laughs> really excited because once we got to our first rehearsal, I realized that I was the only person who had never worked with her. Wow. Yeah, it was me. Props to you. That audition and another guy, but he's done some music videos and the other people were already booked on it. So I was like, whoa, I was the only, wow. Yeah, and then Richie, after that first rehearsal, was like, hey, you looked really good in the audition. Oh my gosh. Smart about what you wore. You were smart about your dancing and not going crazy when the floor was all slick. And I was like, smart dancer beats all. It's so true. You brought up, you know, an amazing tip for people is know what you're auditioning for. No matter how carried away, how much, how much you love dance, how much you love movement, how much you want to show that off, uh, it is a casting uh, situation. So when they're, you know, being nice enough where they're telling you what it's for, you can research it. You know, it's with her brand, it's very, uh, very clear what her brand is. So if you're going in and ignoring that, then I can understand how that would be a bad look because she obviously is bright and colorful and young. So if you're going in there trying to show, you know, all of your cards and not even, it's almost like a disrespect thing. And I know that word sounds strong, but a little bit, it's like, cool. You didn't read what we told you um, this is for. Unaware. Unaware. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. Lecante. That was so many good, so many good tips. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Well, and I can only imagine too, cause what she was 16 when you were working with her. And so obviously she's like, you're, potential boss like at the end of the day it comes down to whatever the star wants but then being in that position of like okay you got it going on and you're like i don't have it but i'm gonna smile and pretend that i do rainbow and glitter yay <laughs> i was like just smile with sparkles and maybe they'll forget the arms yeah no well that's that's incredible so how okay we booked the tour um and it's it's richie jackson that choreographed it right yes what an amazing experience to get to work with him and, and be the only, the only person that really doesn't have much of a tour or much of a resume on a larger scale like that uh, compared to everybody else. So, I mean, props to you. But um, so how was your experience seeing it was your first tour? I, I mean, aside from cruise ships, but like um, pros, cons, what did you love? What did you hate? Um, it was, I love traveling because I, I, I honestly love like waking up on the bus and I'm like, hey guys, wait, where are we? Like literally just not knowing where I was. It was kind of fun. Um, I also just loved performing. Like I loved having like those 10,000 kids screaming so loud. Like my brain's like on a whole nother world, but like seeing them smile just from, if I point at them, I'm like, this is why I do this. I do this to like touch people's lives. So that was a lot of fun. Um, cons, the bed was small on the bus. And sometimes I honestly just couldn't sleep. Like, there were so many, like, random nights I would just, like, just sit in the lobby of the bus at, like, 4 a.m. And, like, someone else will come. I'm like, you want to eat cereal together since we can't sleep? <laughs> and then, like, another hard part is that show was physically demanding. Yeah, because, I mean, JoJo is always, like, at a thousand percent. She's super upbeat. And Richie made sure that the choreography met those standards. Super upbeat. And because I feel like they trusted me. I was in a majority, if not almost all of the numbers and I have exercise induced asthma. So that was always my push of like halfway through the show. I just feel my chest and like, Oh no, not now. 
not now, not now. And I'm like, just trying to smile through the pain. There's definitely like a few shows where I had a bad asthma attack and I was like, I don't think I can go out for one number. I need to suck some oxygen, but I'll be out soon. Um, so yeah, that was definitely like a learning experience for me, just knowing like how far I can actually push my boundaries before my asthma was like, okay, look how they bring it back. And then I just learned how to appear like I'm dancing a hundred percent without physically doing it. And that definitely is something that I think a lot of people should know is you don't physically have to be at a hundred percent. You could be at like 75 with a hundred face. And that is just as good. Cause I mean, an hour and a half show, you can't be at a hundred percent the whole time. Especially when you're touring and you're not being able to get, you know, such good sleep. But yes, I say that all the time about hundred percent on the face. Mm-hmm. All like you can like have those shoulders back and be present and like be working that face and like be containing that energy instead of like whacking the ribs and the shoulders mm-hmm. and the sternum for yeah. however many hours a, a day. Oh, that's yes. amazing. I know. Like Lacante, you <laughs> I don't know what you like you read our minds, but you, this is like Lacante's story and also like top 10 audition and performing tricks for your career because it's so true and it's I know yeah. we all teach and we all choreograph but it's the same thing I'm like don't make it a journey if it's a three-minute number I don't want to be I don't want to see everything that you have 30 seconds in right like finding the dynamic and it'll save your body and wow that's yeah. such such good advice especially when you're on such a full-out rainbow and glitter happy joy joy kickball change not just like a chill in the moment kind of uh yeah. kind of show six shows a week, eventually your body is going to be like, hey, I'm tired. So it's like you have to make sure that you can keep that longevity of being able to do your job, making sure every show's perfect the entire time, 120 shows. Yeah. Longevity is my middle name. Yeah. I think about, I literally think about it all the time. It's const- I'm constantly checking back in. Um, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. So we obviously have to talk about your most recent performance yeah. um, with the weekend for Super Bowl 2021. And I feel like dancers are usually all on the same page, like, yay, sports, but also what's the halftime show going to be? And I can't wait to sit there 100%. and like, have my eyes glued to the TV. So uh, I know there's probably so many points you can bring up about this, but uh, maybe how this came uh, to be a part of the beginning of your year and the experience with it. And then we'll continue on there. Cause I know we have more questions like specifically about the extra thing you did there. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so basically I was just kind of literally just chilling in my apartment. And then I always look at my message requests on Instagram just cause I've lost two jobs of people like messaging me. So I'm like, do it every day. Cause you never know who's in your requests. And sure enough, Charm's assistant messaged me on Instagram and she was like, hey, we're working on a secret project. Could you send some photos? And I was like, okay, cool. And so I sent her my headshots. And then she was like, actually, no, like we literally just want you to take a selfie right now so we can see what you look like right now. Because, you know, some people just don't look like their headshots when they need to. And so I literally was in my apartment, like trying to find the best light. Find the light, find the light. Literally, I was like holding my ring light in one hand and phone in the other. I was like, this has to be perfect. And so I sent it to her. And then they also, she asked me, she was like, hey, have you ever done aerial work before? And I said, oh yeah, I've done it like a couple years ago, but I'm still comfortable with like harness work. And she was like, okay, cool. And so then I flew out to Hollywood Vibe because I work for the convention. And I was assisting on Saturday. My agents emailed me and was like, 
hey, you just booked the Super Bowl. These are the dates. This is the blah, 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 blah. And I remember looking at my phone and I like laughed because I was like, wait, what? What do you mean I booked a... Oh, and in my head, I was like connecting the dots. I was like, that Instagram message got me the super, oh my God, oh my God. So this is, it goes to show like nowadays because of COVID, they're looking at your Instagram because my agents are always like, update your Instagram, always have dance videos. And sure enough, that was, they stalked my Instagram. They liked me and literally I booked the Super Bowl off my Instagram. So I was screaming and then she was like, oh, you're actually going to start on Monday because you have to do like some makeup testing or something. And so then I was like, I just booked it and I start in two days. <laughs> so very excited about that. And then I shot some aerial stuff at the LA Convention Center, just like on a green screen, you know, just in case, because sometimes the weather, who knows what'll happen with the weather. So we had to make sure we got the shot. And then the week after that, we flew out to Florida and I was there in Tampa getting it for the Super Bowl. That was so fast. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) I feel like it never happens like that. Usually there's a lot of time. It literally was like, hey, you booked it. Hey, you're starting this tomorrow. Hey, you're filming this in three days. Oh, here's your flight. Have fun. Slide into my DMs. That's (laughs) such a good story. Like such a- What the heck? (laughs) Like good thing you checked the message requests. Literally, I was like, oh my God, this is insane. And so we got to Florida and some positive things about COVID is they obviously couldn't have us all in like sharing rooms. So we got our own room. Finally. There's so many, I, honestly, there's so many pros with the COVID stuff. Like I'm, I'm down for some things to stay the same of like, don't come near me in the grocery store. Don't sit next to me. <laughs> Cruise ship. Cruise ships, bed too small. Tour bus, bed too small. Pandemic Super Bowl for booking off of Instagram, your own room. Congratulations. <laughs> Literally. And so then we also had rental cars where we would have two people per car. And so like one would be driving and one would be in the backseat just to kind of keep those COVID protocols. Um, what happened after that? We had a Zoom rehearsal in between just to kind of like prepare us because we didn't have that much time to do everything. Like we only had a week. And usually Super Bowls, they have like a month of preparation and all of this stuff. So she was like, I want to have a Zoom rehearsal just so I can give you the information and it cannot marinate in your head a little bit. And then rehearsals we did in the stadium. And it was usually like eight to 10 hour days um, of just like figuring out the pieces and like, this is where you stand. And like, can we actually move in these little riser stuff? Because I mean, those risers had like all those things. And then just kind of figuring it out on the field when you have so many people, it's like sometimes creating a straight line can be hard and like just having to get all those people together for sure. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I'm, I'm curious, did they number your lines? Like, did they say, okay, line number three or like line number 75, you need to make sure we're, I don't know. I feel like when I did, when I had done Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, there was so many people and like, they were like, okay, the ripple starts with line 54 and line 57. And then we move on to like, there was, I guess they have a big directing team. Like that just has to be so, such a big undertaking to be making sure everyone's on the same page. Yeah. So there was like three different casts. There was the riser cast who was in the beginning, who did all of that with the choir robes. And we were like the choir boys. And we had our numbers behind our stations just so you you wouldn't go in someone else's spot to like 
no germs. Um, and then there was the Infinity cast who were in the like crazy light room where they were like doing all the like shaky stuff. And then they had a field cast who were the extra guys who went out on the field. And then she kind of had it numbered, but eventually it was like she knew the Infinity cast would be in the front starting the, the field stuff and like some of the field cast would be behind them. But then after that, it was just a matter of seeing like who would get down in time. And then once you got down, it's like you start filing in and you just have to remember your spot. Because, yeah, she wasn't sure where you would be and if people would actually be able to make it down the stadium stairs in time. So she was like, oh, we'll just feel it out and you just file in. Just, and that just comes to like being a smart person. Like I was just about to say, yeah, being a professional. Yeah, she was like, be smart. If you're in the back, don't try to run all the way to the 50 yard line, just go as far as you can go to make it in time and be like, okay, cool. Here I am with a few seconds before you have to start. That's amazing. Being a smart dancer is actually a skill that it it gets difficult once you're in the professional world. Uh, I feel like you kind of, you know, you not crash and burn, but everyone just has always has their first job and you just learn so much in those first couple months. And then you obviously learn from there, but uh, when you're like a competition kid or you're doing things when you're younger, it's like, oh, make it work. No matter if you're throwing up on stage, keep going. No matter if your like shirt co- comes off or your pants come undone, keep dancing. And like when you're a professional, that's not what it is. <laughs> I know, but she was like, you guys do have to be smart because I mean, there's so many of you. I can't necessarily answer everyone's individual questions. So she was like, if you see the person next to you who's kind of off and they're doing the wrong step, be like, hey. This is what it is. So we all definitely would be like, hey, this is what it is. Or like if she changed something or switched people's spots, I'm like, do you know the spot? Like we go here instead of here. And yeah. So it's kind of like a collective, like we all made sure I got your back. Make sure you have mine. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I feel like that's such a good place when you can get to that mutual respect of like, hey, we all just want to look good. This is going to be on. This is going to be iconic and on film which film is forever and there's cameras everywhere so it's i want to look good you want to look good this is a personal like hey we're doing this differently who's right ask somebody else and that's such a team building and like just professional skill even outside of dance and performance that i think is so important um one thing that i really thought was innovative and i don't know if you know the answer to this was the makeup design because obviously we're in a pandemic so it's like you have to wear masks Ooh, can't feel my face let's cover up their face and i thought that was so creative um but i didn't know if that was like in response to the pandemic or if if it wasn't but either way i thought it was super cool was it like hard i mean did they tell you much about it was it hard to breathe in it like did you really know anything going into it um I didn't necessarily know much going into what we were actually wearing. I just overheard them saying like, yeah, you'll have like these face mask things with red eyes. And I was like, okay, yeah, I can't really see it, but you'll just give it to me and I'll make it work. But then The Weeknd also always does like prosthetic stuff. You look at his music videos and stuff. So in one of his kind of like sections of videos, he had the like full bandage stuff. So it actually just kind of worked out that he wanted that bandage look and then they connected the mask to it so i, was, I saw it and i was like oh wait that's dope it's like two for one you get the week right look, we're saving our lives <laughs> it it really turned out so beautiful and um i know i think it was at the vmas he had done his live performance on the bridge downtown and he had had that same wrapping that all the dancers had and he loves, I love um, his use of prosthetics because I'm a big weekend fan. So in all of his lyrics, he talks about um, 
the LA uh, work on people's faces. And that's like a big thing he always kind of references, which I love. But yeah, it turned out so, so freaking awesome. Like you are just so lucky you got to be a part of it. And we were so happy to like see you out, out there and cheer you on. Yeah, you had you had like proud parents all over the country being like, oh, actually, I didn't even know. I mean, I, I, I knew you were doing it, but I didn't know you were the one that flew down, which if you haven't figured out by now, if you haven't seen the Super Bowl show, it starts with one dancer coming, uh, being lowered down an aerial harness. That is Lacante. So now you can put a voice to a face, check him out on social media, slide into his DMs if you have a job, but then you can put a face to a name to a performance. But um, Okay, so we've talked a lot about um, your time in LA, but like what's on the horizon? Do you have any goals moving forward? Do you think, do you see yourself staying in LA? I know it's hard to predict like amidst a pandemic, but what other future goals do you have for your performance career? Um, so I've done a lot of live shows in my career. So I really want to now kind of stick a little bit more towards TV, film and commercials. Um, Cause I do know in the long future, I want to be a choreographer. So the way I'm taking it is different from some people my generation. I'm taking it more as like, I want to dance, I want to do it all, be in the scene so I can really watch and absorb what I see and how people are kind of doing the job so that I know and I can be prepared for when it's my turn. So now that I've kind of done live shows and I kind of understand that system a little bit more, now I want to kind of push into TV film, commercials, get those residuals, <laughs> and that type stuff yeah so that's that's my next goal i love that uh taylor and i talk about it constantly about watching um the process and watching other people we talk about that like our last episode that was like our main thing so mm-hmm. you all you're bringing it just full circle so thank you for saying that and i again yeah i love i love when dancers are you know, professional, great to work with. They have their goals, but they're also looking around and seeing how things work and and watching that process and then seeing how they can do it, um, how they can evolve it and make it even better and run smoother because we can always, you know, do so much better. So that makes me seriously so happy. Also, you teach for guys, uh, Groove Interactive uh, stuff. So people make sure to check out um, his classes, you can take them on Zoom and uh, Guy's setup is like really, truly amazing. So definitely take Lacante's class yeah. for sure. Yeah, they're fun. We do some jazz. I'm weird, but you know, all dancers are weird. Love some weird, love some jazz. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. So we'll um, hopefully if, if they have a job or even if they don't, if they want to check you out, follow you on social media, Instagram. Um, if our listeners just want to keep up with you, see who you are, how do they do that? You can find me on Instagram at Lacante Banks. That's L-E-C-O-N-T-E-B-A-N-K-S. Um, Facebook, same thing. It's just Lacante Space Banks instead of one word. And yeah, you can find me on there. My Instagram, I think, is pretty cool. It's mostly just like work stuff, just to keep people updated because I feel like I have friends across the country, family across the country, and I know they like to see what I'm doing. And you can also see the things that I'm baking because I'm always baking. <gasps> can we get a sneak preview? I need to do that. Oh, wait, baking, you mean like actual, like, like confections. I oh, thought that yeah. was like a super LA way of being like, oh, things I'm working on, like things I'm baking. I'm like, ooh, what projects? No, you meant like cupcakes. <laughs> cool. Oh, I mean, yummy sugary carbs. <laughs> also, I'm going to make baking a thing. So be on the lookout. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll join you. 
Oh my gosh. Well, Lakante, we can't thank you enough for your time to see your face, to share your stories. You're honestly such an inspiring dancer. And I feel like you have done so much in such a short amount of time. So thank you for your insight. Um, and it's just great to catch up with you. So here's to hoping we can all be in a dance studio again sometime very soon. Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. Please. And thanks for having me. Always love talking. Always love sharing knowledge. I'm yeah, you have such great things. Yeah, such like, great, I got chills like two or three times. <laughs> so amazing. So thank you for taking the time. We appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, stay well and we will see you soon.